Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas and I'm here with John Bush of Zero Waste. Zero Waste is a project that is aiming to decentralize and democratize the movement of solid waste discards. Hey, John, how are you? I'm great, Josh. Thanks for having me. So it's interesting. I've I've heard this referred to as the Uber of waste. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to get into this. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your your inspiration for for this idea. Absolutely. The uh, the inspiration is nature. So there's no there's no waste in in the forest. It's all closed loop, circular um, systems that uh, are sustainable. So um, we're applying biomimicry. You can call it uh, zero waste is a permaculture principle, which uh, some people may be familiar with that word. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're we're uh, doing what nature does, and was in Austin in 2008, and the whole city adopted zero waste as a goal. And one of my mentors wrote the plan. So um, you know, I met that group of of consultants, and um, when the city asked for local businesses to come to city hall and and uh, go over the the plan, and um, they had done a gap analysis and. Basically, we're like, hey, we have some holes in our plan. And uh, so fast forward about eight years, here we are in Austin, got about 40% there and then hit kind of a, a wall. So zero, zero waste is um, a goal and it's it's not like an absolute goal. It's considered 90% diversion is considered zero waste under the zawia.org, Z-W-I-A.org business principles, and that's just an international group of leaders trying to make standards for this chaos, and um, they are making standards. They're not trying. Um, so, yeah, that's that's uh, they got about 40% there, and the reason they couldn't get any further is because they're flying blind pretty much and not really able to see or manage um, where the rest of the assets were going. So the, the traditional waste companies are private. They they're not necessarily transparent with the data um, because they're running a business and that's how it works. So um, the, what's needed is some kind of way for the management of those assets um, to the 
to the tune of being able to get past the 40% diversion, you know, so they started working on it. They got almost halfway to zero waste and then the rest of it, they need something else to do it. And so, you know, basically mm -hmm. here you have a, a use case for, for provenance, cradle to cradle, tracking of resources, um, making sure they aren't burned or buried um, and that they're recycled, reused, composted, um, or even donated rather than burned or buried. So there's like a hierarchy of what can happen to the resource, but it's not happening yet. Um, Texas happens to be like the most wasteful place on the planet. We're wasting twice as much as the rest of the country uh, as far as the average, and the country's wasting twice as much as the rest of the world. So there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, I'm in Dallas right now, and, you know, it's, it's ground zero. Uh, at the same time, the whole city of Dallas and the city of Fort Worth have a, a zero waste goals now. So we've been kind of developing the market for a couple of years um, and just doing some R&D and writing our white paper. Um, and now it's, it's, you know, pretty clear what needs to get done and we're um, incorporating. So there's a group of uh, zero waste businesses and we've joined forces, have multiple founders, and they're all other businesses like Texas Zero Waste Strategies in Austin, uh, Green Ox Energy, uh, Tokenly uh, has some cookies in our systemslicingpie.com, and um, we're sponsoring Gold Sponsor at your conference next month. So we're we're launching and um, really excited about it. Have been doing some beta tests with uh, real dumpsters and um, flipped our first one and made 2500 bucks. So there's actually a lot more where that came from. And um, it's actually a functioning business without even having um, the blockchain or a token, but that would help us to track these assets and uh, secure our IoT, Internet of Things uh, devices, such as smart dumpsters, smart halls, and eventually a smart market for the recyclables, which aren't being uh, sent to local businesses that can reuse them. They're actually going overseas a lot of times. So there's a lot of gas uh, being spent to uh, move these resources um, all around the world rather than having a local um, manufacturing economy that's got feedstock coming in from materials that have already been mined. So, so, so talk to me a little bit about uh, the 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 structure of this. If I am a a local restaurant, for instance, and and I want to contract with your company. Um, how do how do I interact with this? Is there is there an app or a service or a number I call? How does how does that work? Yeah, right right now we're we're doing it manually. Um, we have a tech team. They're working um, on an app. It's more uh, for sales, you know, like CRM type stuff. Um, but basically we would go in and do an analysis and your business would have to sign an authorization letter allowing us to renegotiate your waste bill. And we would collect a month of data on your dumpster, basically taking a picture right before it's dumped for a month. So if it's getting dumped twice a month, come in the morning or the night before and take a picture of what's in there. And at the end of a month, you start getting an idea of what's going on, you know, and then we're able to do something called right sizing the container, which is a zero waste, zero waste technique. And zero waste is a specific um, acumen that we're trained for. And 
Um, so the U.S. Zero Waste Business Council is the one that uh, conducts that training a lot of the time, but also we've conducted some training here locally. Just a side note there. Um, and, and it's actually getting connected to, or already is connected to LEED certification for uh, facility. So now LEED. Okay, so, um, so but back to the back to the uh, the functionality of how this thing works. Uh, so uh, uh, currently it's manual, but uh, you know sometime in the future you're working on technology to where uh, I can automate this process, or I can press a button and somebody comes and collects my trash. Or what's what's the what is the ultimate yeah, functionality like? Well, right now the the dumpsters are getting uh, emptied on a schedule. And so the functionality is an on-demand um, call a pickup when it's full rather than on a schedule. So that the dumpster only gets emptied when it's full because when you start collecting that data, you start seeing that the dumpsters are getting emptied a lot of times when they're not full. So that's where a lot of the waste and inefficiencies come into play. Um, and it's an opportunity for uh, garbage, basically. But uh, yeah, it's an on-demand haul. And um, we're, uh, we just had a meeting with uh, Arcade City and um, definitely on the table where we can send them a work order and they'll get a truck to come pick up the, the container that's ready. So Okay, so let me ask you a question about the, uh, you know, we, we liken this to the rideshare economy in a way. Um, you yeah. know the Uber waste, and and you can come and dump dump my uh, dumpster on demand, and and I can definitely see some benefits of that. Uh, but, but here's a question and a quick analogy for you. Uh, the I can if I want to get downtown, I can take a bus, and the bus makes you know 37 stops along the way, but it costs me about two dollars. And if I want to take an Uber. For instance, I can get an Uber on demand, it shows up at my house in a couple of minutes, and it takes me straight there, but it's going to cost me like $20. Uh, and the reason for that is because of the economies of scale. Uh, the bus runs on a schedule, it picks up a bunch of people, and it takes them all to the same place. Uh, that's currently how the, the waste industry, for the most part, operates. You come, uh, the garbage collection is on Tuesday, and the truck comes to your place on Tuesday, and it goes to the place next door right after it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and to me, in you know, in my non-expert mind, uh, I would think that's a little more economical than something coming on demand. So help me understand how how the on-demand is actually more economical for the uh, the customer. The on-demand is more economical because um, they like. L let me just give you the first case study that we flipped the dumpster. Basically, they had a. $500 a month bill and we took and they're getting uh, empty four times a month so took a picture uh, four pictures okay and what you saw was that the dumpster was empty every time so we just lowered the bill from four um, empties to one empty because that's all the service that they needed was one but they just weren't paying attention you know so um, that scenario would be uh, applicable if people actually paid attention to the waste, <laughs> you know, that they're wasting. But it's just a big blind spot for people and businesses. You it's take the right trash for... out back and you and you forget about it. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. that's that's a normal thing. When I when I take the trash out of my house, I put it in the uh, you know the provided can that they give me, and I I never think about it again <laughs> until it's time to, uh, for somebody to collect it. 
Yeah, so, you know, we're going to put uh, devices in, in the dumpster, and it's, it's already happening, um, that measure the fullness and, um, you know, so, so that can be automated, um, and that's called a, a smart hall and a smart dumpster um, network. So, yeah, that, that, that's that part of it. The other part is the behavior of people, because if you go to these businesses and check, you know, they have one compactor for recyclables and one for waste. If you actually look inside, they're usually about the same content. So people are so um, not really paying attention that they're they're throwing things in the wrong hole, which is it co- adds a lot of cost to the sorting and the processing of those materials. So you know, if you have a a, a, a dumpster full of recyclables, but also soiled by organics and waste, it ruins the things that can be recycled a lot of times and also makes it way more expensive to clean. So the idea is to reward the correct behavior with a token. And um, so, you know, there's there's things like that. There's It's not just the right size in the container. It's throwing the wrong things in the container and all kinds of other things that were addressing with this protocol and all the all these things combined just make the the industry grossly inefficient on some levels and if it's not inefficient and they got the right amount of service and all that then there's not much we can do with them or for them um but or they probably won't even let us in like if they're happy but uh you know it's usually we can definitely lower the bill in 90 percent of the cases and we're being conservative when we say we can lower it 10 or 20 percent you know because that first bill went from 500 to 100 if you do the math that's like a lot a lot more than 10 percent 80 percent yeah so uh so uh it sounds like you're uh you're just kind of getting this out into the marketplace you already have uh you know at least one customer um, maybe several others uh, what does the time frame look like on a, a larger scale adoption of this technology? Well, uh, we just made the token. Um, we just agreed on our uh, name and uh, have consensus on lots of things we've been thinking about for a while and uh, are incorporating and signing signing things. And, and you know, it's, it's definitely speeding up and getting traction right now. So we're lining up a couple proof of cons. Like we've done the manual thing. Uh, all last year, and we've got some exciting partnerships in the works that basically tool us uh, 100% for smart waste IoT activities. So we don't have to develop um, most of the stuff. All we had to do is really make the token and the white paper, and um, you know that's that's pretty much done. So between the partners and the and the protocol, it's it's ready. Now we just need to test it. And we've got those um, we've got those places to test it, you know, and we're getting more. So um, the 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 timeline. I don't want to speak for the tech team, and they're in charge of that. But um, this year, starting right now, uh, we're getting her done um, uh, legally, um, and the the plan is to make it uh, comply with the security laws and stuff. So. Um, we have a legal team, and it's just a complex uh, thing to do here in America, but we're doing it, and I uh, just had to think about it 
for for a year or two uh, before we even started. You know, just to get it get consensus and get everybody on the same page. Some of the team members didn't even know what blockchain was, you know, a year ago. So now everybody's educated and um, it's 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 going to be a fun year. Okay, excellent. And so what what would what have you seen as some of the challenges that you faced? Uh, in the development of this, I mean, you go, you went back um, to 2008, and there was a meeting with the, uh, you know, the city of Austin, and there was a, a zero waste kind of proclamation, and that stalled out a little bit, uh, but now it's picking up steam again. Um, as you're developing the the technology here, what what were some of the roadblocks that you've run into? Well, the the roadblocks are. Um... It's Texas, and you know it's pretty much an oil economy here. And doing things that are sustainable isn't necessarily the 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 social norm. So, a lot, you know, at first it was just almost hostile, you know. And um, now it's do what? In what way was oh, it hostile? And, and, I mean, just people not caring. Um, maybe that's the 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 wrong word, but. Um, very competitive, not, not, I call it the red ocean, which is, you know, bloody and filled with sharks. So the, the goal is to get out of the debt economy where people have no concept of value and are throwing away assets and burying them. I mean, it's just insane if you ask me. <laughs> so, so when you, when you, when you have that kind of mentality of waste it's, and you're talking about you know, uh, cultural change and philosophical change and a new way of doing things, people resist it, you know? So, and especially if you're um, giving them, changing their paradigm, sometimes people can get mad. I mean, just think of um, crucifixion. Um, so the the goal is to decentralize this and part, partner with people that do care. And that's what we did. And so now there's um, we have a, a pretty strong group of, of people that care, and we have a business that can make money. So you know it's a it's a triple bottom line approach to business. We're incorporating as a public benefit corporation rather than a foundation, and um, you know we got a pretty pretty cool system here as far as everything from the from the legal structure to the um, business structure and the um token economics so um it's it's basically designed to uh, as a as a green business sustainable business whatever you want to call it but um this is this is something um that i think the space needs is, as far as having a functional use case that can do good with the with the blockchain and make money okay very good uh and so well it's it's definitely an industry that uh, is uh, ripe for innovation and disruption uh and it's it's one that is important to our environment because we can't just keep uh, uh burying our trash in the backyard and hoping that people forget about it because it sits there for five hundred years um, so um, an interesting technology an interesting concept that you're that you're doing here especially tokenizing it and putting it into the blockchain um we're going to wrap up here for today and but i just wanted to ask you what are your uh, what are your final thoughts uh, uh on this looking forward well it would be great we just uh created a new blog on medium uh zero waste advocacy iot um zerowasteadvocacy.com mm -hmm is uh where you can get more info so just 
plug into uh, our Facebook page, which is Zero Waste Advocacy, uh, or any of our other um, channels, and and pay attention to to us and our token. And uh, if you see what you like, something you like, then by all means, please support us because uh, we can save you money on your waste bill, and in doing so, also save the planet. Excellent. So, can can you give that website and the social media one more time? Yeah, it's uh, zero waste advocacy dot com and um on Facebook it's uh zero waste advocacy with IoT at the end Internet of Things. Now we we're incorporating a, a slightly different name. It still starts with zero waste. Um but uh right now that's what it's called uh because we had to do the advocacy to develop the market, you know, which didn't exist basically. So now that the advocacy um is is there, now we can do the business stuff, which is basically asset management. So. Okay, excellent. Uh, so that's zerowasteadvocacy.com uh, for more information on uh, this topic here. John Bush, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you to our audience for being here. We'll see you next time on the Future Tech Podcast. Thanks, John. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.